These women are like salivating like dogs, waiting for the next text message to come in. You are not going to find potential wifey material in a club. Right? Toxic masculinity is everywhere. So when guys go into dating, a lot of them are nice guy mode because a lot of men today have no idea what women want. Oh, I've gotten love poems, infamous pictures of male genitalia. Well, you mean that doesn't work? It doesn't work. Wow, okay. I'm going to have to rethink my whole game here. What do you wish men knew who are looking for relationships in their 30s? That it's not one disaster after another. A lot of guys, they hit 30 and assume the party's over. I mean, nothing but single moms and angry women who hate men. Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah Dawn, and I'm joined by Adam Lane Smith, and this is the I Wish You Knew podcast. And today, we're going to talk about all the things that we wish that you knew about how to woo a woman. Because, Adam, I have been on plenty of dates where men do not know how to woo a woman. <laughs> So let's get into it. Now I'm curious, what are some of the worst experiences you've had? Because I'd imagine there are, there are probably some terrible men out there who do not know how to date. Probably, maybe not bad men, but, but their experiences are bad. What has been the worst attempts at wooing you that you have experienced in your life? Maybe no names, but... Uh, yeah. Oh, I've gotten love poems. Yeah, like long lists, you know, long, beautiful things about something, you know, before I even met a guy. Before you met a guy? I've gotten no. bathroom selfies. I've, <laughs> got, I've gotten the okay. um, infamous, infamous pictures of male genitalia. Well, you mean I, that doesn't work? It doesn't work. Wow, no, okay. No. I'm going to have to rethink my whole game here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have gotten... I mean, I've gotten love bombed. I've gotten, you know, kind of like, well, they'll they'll come on strong and then they'll go, you know, they'll be, hold back. I've gotten just so many different things okay. that okay. have not worked. Now, are these guys trying to play a game? And so they're doing these things tactically. Are these guys legit overwhelmed by their feelings? What is driving guys to do stuff like this? Mm. What do you think? I think that guys will get really excited about the prospect of you or there's a couple of different things I think that happens actually. I think men date from a little bit more of a scarcity mm -hmm. than women do. Mm -hmm. So if they have less of options, right. And they have a woman that shows them any type of interest or that gives them any type of attention or they get swiped on. It's like, they just go full blown mm -hmm. and they think that you are their wife before they've even, you know, gone out with you. Or there's the guys who, you know, are clearly, dating you know multiple women yeah. you can just feel it mm -hmm. so they'll kind of give you the breadcrumb you know there's there's kind of like there's two different types mm -hmm. where they just come on so strong or they give you the you know i'm going to text you on monday and then i won't text you for another five days and you're going wait what happened were we going out are we so not funny. going out it's awkward that's so funny so there's there's two guys because i coach men all the time and there's two classifications of the overdoers, right? There's the the guys who fly you out to Paris in the first week. Like, oh yeah, we, we had a first date. Now I'm going to fly you to Paris for three weeks of sex in a hotel, <laughs> right? There's the oh, massive overdoers. But then there's the guys who are almost like, like a cat that brings home a dead mouse and leaves it on your pillow for you, right? And they have, you have no idea what could possess this creature to bring you a dead mouse of all things. It's the love poem guys. It's the, why did you send me that dick pic? Which one is 
worse if there is a worse for you between those two definitely the paris guy for sure what makes him worse for you because you know inevitably what exactly is going to happen the pattern is 100 percent predictable so they're going to come on super strong you're going to fall in love you're they're going to say all the right things to get you to believe that they have finally found the woman of their dreams and then once you typically, you know, consummate the relationship by having sex, they will inevitably somehow find a flaw in you or find a flaw in the story or you said something that you don't like or you start to reciprocate the feelings yes. that they're giving you yes. and then dun 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 all of a sudden <laughs> this doesn't it's not going to work where yeah. I hear that. So there's two different intentions at play there. One is that guy is very tactical. And he's trying to move you through a goal that is not in your best interest to get there. He's actually trying to get his own goal and doesn't care how it affects you. The dead mouse guy, he wants you, or he thinks he does. He doesn't even know you yet, but he wants you, but he's just fumbling so hard that it's awful. How bad on a scale of one to a hundred, if, if Paris guy maybe is a hundred, how bad is dead mouse guy on your radar of stay away from this guy? Dead mouse guy is a reasonable if you can kind of if he's coachable okay if you can kind of talk to him and like maybe get him to kind of slow down the pace or get him to kind of realize that this is a little bit too much you know like you don't know me maybe you're putting me on a pedestal maybe there's some codependency or there's some you can just kind of sense that they're coming on strong because they might have had they're like a self-esteem issue. They're looking for validation. They're looking for something from you. That's where they get the nice guy syndrome from, yes. right? Like that's why women will be unattracted to that because there is a level of mastery that a man needs to have or that works with when you're creating a little bit of mystery. Scarcity is not bad in dating. Sure. Because really what's healthy about that and naturally is that when you are busy, when you are living your life, when you are working, when you have a purpose, you are naturally not going to be texting a woman all day long. So like, for example, you know, I'll have a guy that I'm dating and he'll start sending me text messages and memes on Instagram and all these, you know, to like just flood me with stuff. And I'm going, okay, if you were really living your purpose, if you were really focused on creating a life for yourself, purpose, living, bringing in your money, bringing in your cash, like you don't have the time to do those things. Sure. But then you also don't want them to be so aloof and so guarded that they're not able to give you just a little bit more than the, than the plain guy or the guy who's just completely avoidant or just kind of just playing games with you. I wish that guys knew that there's something larger potentially going on behind the scenes. And I know, you know, you're an attachment specialist and I've actually studied it as well. So I just wish that guys knew that they're trying, you know, they're going to Instagram to get these dopamine hits. They're texting you to receive a reply to like get something back from you when they can actually go and get that from somewhere else and they don't have to rely on another person to give them that. So like, what's the reason why a lot of guys are doing this? You know, it's just a good, great topic because a lot of men today have no idea what women want. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of that knowledge has been lost. Um, we're encouraged to make women feel good, to not threaten their feelings, right? Toxic masculinity is everywhere. So when guys go into dating, a lot of them are in nice guy mode and they're trying to make you feel good. All they understand is the dopamine pieces of that. So they're trying to give you dopamine hits to attract you. They're trying to compete with all the other distractions out in the world. I wish men knew that women don't need constant dopamine. That's not usually what healthy women especially are looking for. Women are looking for more connection. So let me throw that over to you. Is there an element of it that if guys are coming at you and they're dopamine, 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 right? Dead mouse on the pillow. If they're doing that to you, do they not understand how women work? And is that what's flagging for you? Because you know they will never understand your needs in a relationship. (laughs) Yes. I I don't think that they necessarily know how women work. What I think they're trying to do is establish a connection, but sending pics, sending text messages that are just random things, they don't know how to ask certain thoughtful questions or, or they think they're coming across as too needy asking, you know, how was your day? How are you doing? You know, like what's something that happened today that was good that you want to share like what was a high or a low of your day and i'm not saying like before we've even gone out but if we've gone out on one date and the date was amazing right you want to start establishing some sort of connection some sort of intimacy mm-hmm. because women healthy women are going to want that type of intimacy okay. and this is what i wish guys knew too is that when they start to behave in these tactical types of way, when they start to kind of push and pull or like give a little bit and then take a little back, they are attracting women who will essentially have some sort of like abandonment issues or some sort of daddy issue because then that woman, right? Cause I use, I know this person because I used to be that woman. Mm-hmm. So then the toxic advice that we get right now with dating and all of these red pills and these manospheres and all these pickup artists, like I've watched their advice and I see it and I go, that's only going to work with women who yeah. don't have good self-esteem. Your bad behavior is not going to work with them. And it's just going to trigger their need to want to seek your approval. So they're going to be sitting there salivating. These women are like salivating like dogs, waiting for the next text message to come in. And these guys know that and they use it as a way to almost increase her interest. Mm-hmm. But it's false. It's a false interest because mm-hmm. then six months, seven months, eight months from now, when they're hooked in, And when the relationship is just based on chemicals, then that woman's going to start to look for other places where she's going to start to get attention from. And then they're going to get their heart broken. And I don't know, you you tell me, what do you think that that cycle is? I love what you just said there, because that focuses on men trying to learn. That's the thing is those guys who go out and become tactical, it's because they wanted to bond with women. They had no idea how their dad didn't teach them. Their grandpa didn't teach them. Their uncle didn't teach them. The knowledge wasn't passed down from man to man about how to love a woman, how to woo a woman, how to get her in, into your into your camp, into your cave. We didn't teach them that. Most men didn't learn that. I didn't learn that. I've been married for 15 years and, and I have stopped doing the fumbling attempts to try to get my wife's attention and instead to love her the way that she wants. And that was crucial in our marriage. But most men have not had the experience. So they go online and they want to learn from these gurus. They want to learn from pickup artists. And all they are are tactical tips for how to get insecure women's attention. I think that's the place we need to go to start working on how to actually give them real connection points. But there's also, I think it it can go a little bit deeper than that because I've seen a lot of men who... On the flip side, the dead mouse kind of a guy, right, who has had, who is in more of that that feminine and that needy energy. So I'm wondering sometimes, you know, as a woman, how, what do I, what am I supposed to do about that? Because, like, I think that they're, they're very close to being mask, like, being that masculine presence, 
right? That confident, it's almost as if we want, we want the bad boy. We want the competencies of the bad boy, right? The confidence, the walking into the room and going, whoa, who, who is that? Because he, he radiates this energy of, I don't really need you, but I want you. So how, it's like, I wish guys knew how to balance that masculine and that kind of that feminine energy of how to connect with a woman on an emotional level, but then also how to lead in the relationship. What's behind that a little bit more as far as that, the wounding that they can heal to be that naturally and not be in the, the tactical dating advice okay. arena. So step one of how to woo a woman is to know what your goal is, marriage, kids, a life together, a companionship, and what sort of life you're inviting her into. Most guys don't stop and look at that. They try to invite their their future wife into, this is my apartment, I have a lawn chair on the floor, I have no bed frame, I have you know only mustard in the refrigerator, I have no friends. They don't even stop to think what they're inviting her into. So know what you're inviting her into, know what your goal is. Step two is to start improving that. A lot of men come to me in coaching, and one young man, for example, recently came into my coaching practice. He has had a lot of first dates and cannot get any second dates. And that's because women ask him about his life. They ask him about what he's doing. They ask him about what he, how he's growing, who his friends are. He has no real answers. He has to flip the story right back to them or say, yeah, I don't really have friends, but I would like that in the future. Mm-hmm. And he's asking a lot of women to date for potential. He's asking a lot of women to just date for no life at all. I will be the only thing that you really get and will have a fairly empty life but we will live in my apartment. And that's, that's what he's offering. And, and he didn't realize that. Most men have no idea what they're actually offering to women. So they try to offer dopamine. That actually reminds me of a, this, this guy actually I swiped on and was on Bumble for a little while. And he was, I think, 38. He <laughs> started sending me pictures of his apartment because he wanted to show me his bed set up. He was kind of an Eastern... A philosophy type of a guy, right? He he was Buddha's Buddhism and Hindu and all that. And I thought, okay, that's cool. You know, we were, we were driving, we were talking, and then the bed was um, a Japanese mat mm, on the floor. Futon, yeah, <laughs> and there were the pillows, and there was, and then it was the bed, and I don't even think there was a dresser in in the apartment. Um, and so I thought, oh, this is interesting. Like, I think he thinks that this is this is good, like mm-hmm. the, what he's sending me. This is not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, wow, okay, I'm going to have to do a lot of work on this. And it's funny, I saw a meme the other day that said, uh, or an Instagram post that said, if you, men, if you're over 30 and you don't have a headboard, get one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they're like $150 on, uh, on Amazon. The thing is, is that what that signals to a woman is that you are a grown ass man, that you're not looking for a mommy, you're not looking for a decorator, you're not looking for a woman to come in and you know completely just take care of you and have to come in and redo your space. And yes, a woman will all would love to add a certain amount of femininity to your space. Anyway, I, I digress, but when we got to the date, it was very similar to what you were saying. I was trying to ask him stories and he couldn't articulate. I was like, what? So tell me about what your travels have been. Tell me about like why you got into this Eastern philosophy. Tell me about everything that, that got you here. And he, and you know what his answer was? Oh, 
oh, I'm terrible at this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> oh, no. Okay. You know, so it's I think there is an element of storytelling. Men have always been amazing storytellers. Right. And what that signals is that you're going to teach our potential children something. Or I remember reading a book by Robert Greene, The Art of Seduction. And he said, when a woman sees a man giving a speech or when a woman sees a man in power, when a woman sees a man in a space where he is you know, articulating and teaching to a lot of different people, it's a very big seduction tactic. Like it's a, it's a, it's a thing because we love men with that confidence and that power. So, okay. We just covered step one, you know, have, um, have a bed, <laughs> have a headboard. Have a life to invite her into. Have a life to invite her into. Keep going. Let's let's keep on going. So step two is exactly what you said there. So you had you had this the, the guy on the date who said, "Oh, I'm terrible at this." Right? Most men are absolutely terrible at communication on the first date. Terrible at it. So they walk in, and what do they do? They have a list of topics in their head to talk to you about. And if the conversation falls flat, they just go into that and start randomly pulling out topics to try to shift the conversation mm -hmm. to have a fun conversation. Right? Mm -hmm. This is what most guys try to do, and it's the worst tactic in the world. So most guys, what they don't understand, what I wish these men understood was you ask a woman questions on a date. Asking a woman questions shows that you're interested. You answer those questions at the same time. You make sure you answer when she pitches them back. Have the ability to answer the questions you're going to ask. But open with a question. Ask her a question about her answers, right? This is number one thing I have to teach men. Ask them questions about something they have already said. If you switch to a new topic, you have lost the game. You have told her nothing you said was interesting enough for me to build off of it. I don't want to learn any more about you. Here's a shiny new topic that's more interesting than you are. Mm. Have you had guys come in, because you, you coach as well, mm. have you had guys come in and talk to you and, and they have no idea how to actually carry a conversation? Yes. And the biggest advice that I give my coaching clients is if there is a question that they are stumped on or if a woman starts having a story or she's telling you something and let's say she bought a new car or it could be anything, you know, if she likes to go do something, there's always a why. Right. Ask the why right. behind the question mm -hmm. because then you'll start to get into her values, mm -hmm. her philosophies. Why do you like this? Mm -hmm. Why do you like that? Like mm -hmm. what? And then once she starts giving you more answers in the back of your head, you're just thinking like, huh, like, how did you, how did you come to that? Right. Like how did, what part of you, I don't know, in your twenties or when you're 25, like, how did you come to that conclusion? Mm -hmm. And then she'll start going more into, well, I had this experience happen to me, or I had that experience happen to me, or I found out that this didn't work and I learned something. Mm -hmm. And then you can share something fundamental about yourself and as to the why you did something. But I think that's the easiest thing for guys to remember is just keep digging, but asking the why, because they'll just ask a question mm -hmm. and it's just kind of a black or white answer, right. but then they won't expand on it. Right. When you ask a woman deeper questions, it elicits a feeling of, okay, I can start to trust this guy, right? Like this guy is actually interested in me mm -hmm. and getting to know me as a human being. He's not just interested in what's between my legs. Right. He's not just trying to ask the, you know, trying to get the date over with so that we can get back to his place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, guys, if you're listening to this right now and if you use this to be manipulative, I will come after <laughs> you. But a man who is truly looking to understand a woman, what does a woman want to, to feel when she's out on a date is seen, heard, 
and understood. That is the biggest thing that a woman wants. And what I say is a woman will feel those things, seen, heard, and understood when you give her your presence and your lack of judgment. What do you think a woman needs? If you're coaching your clients, a, a woman wants to feel seen, heard, and understood. What does that mean to her? I think that that means he's actually going to take her seriously and begin really bonding with her, right? There's the bonding hormone called oxytocin. And if she is being asked questions and, and drawn out and feels engaged, she releases that oxytocin and she feels close. Now what she's going to do, just right into step three, right? A woman who's interested, what's she going to do? If, she, if you're asking her questions, She's going to ask you questions, right? You're going to ask right back. So many of my clients, they come in and they say, how will I know if she's interested? And I'm, I'm thinking like, how would you not know if she's interested? She should be asking you all kinds of questions and really want to lean, lean into asking questions and, and, and getting answers. And she'll be doing the same thing right back to you. She'll be digging and, and trying to figure out where do I fit into your life? Where would I fit into your life? What would it look like if I was in your life? Mm-hmm. So she's asking questions right back. And this is... Step three that so many men get wrong, and I wish they understood, and I wish they knew, if you don't answer her questions, or if you over-answer her questions and start dumping, either way is bad. Mm-hmm. So I tell men this, it's, it's the two-thirds rule. Somewhere between 50% and 75% is the right amount for answering her questions. Whatever answers she has given you, give her at least 50% of the same length of an answer, but maximum 75% length of of that answer. You don't want to go over, you don't want to flood her, but you do want to give her the right amount of information so she knows you're not being tactical and secretive so that she can know you. And then you pitch the question back to her and you ask her a follow-up question. Hmm. As a woman, how does that resonate with you? Amazingly, it resonates amazingly with me. But I, I will say that there are a couple things that some of my male clients have come to me and they have said is that Sarah, a lot of times she does talk all the time and doesn't ask me those questions back. And I say, well, that's probably not the type of woman that you want to continue to see because she might be having, she might be selfish. She might have a little bit of her own Mm -hmm. narcissism, you know, so they'll get angry about it. And I say, well, that's it. Then you've got all the information that you needed because if she's not answering back your questions or if she, or she's just not interested, Mm -hmm. she just wants to talk about herself and the date. Like that's, that's a 30 minute to an hour date. And that's all the information that you needed. But then I want to touch on something that you said that I think is really important. Mm-hmm. And it is the the dumping. So I had a client <laughs> once who, bless his soul, he was an amazing guy, is an amazing guy. And one of his problems was that he would have eight-hour-long dates, first dates. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, five hours, who four has, hours. Who has time for this? <laughs> he did. And I remember us working together in the beginning and he would say, you know, I would tell them everything about my childhood trauma to what my experience was with my mom. And we would talk about our addictions and I would tell her I was in in AA the first date because I think in his heart, he was pure, right? He was trying to get it all out on the table. But what we found was that what he wanted to do was get to rejection quickly. He wanted to see if the girl was going to reject him if she knew his deepest, darkest secrets. So I'd love for your opinion on that as far as, you know, the work that you've done and attachment theory and why that isn't necessarily a good idea, but why you're not, you're not hiding things from someone if you're not telling them everything on the first date. You just have to build the trust up first before you start revealing some of these really deep things about yourself. It's so true. So yes, people can get wrapped up in talking a lot on dates, men and women can both do 
that. They can be trauma dumping. They can be really used to therapy. They can be really nervous. This takes us right into step four, which is show some leadership. If you want to woo a woman, you need to have a little bit of leadership, have a backbone. There's a couple ways you could do this, but if she's asking you, if she's not asking you anything, she's just talking about herself. One thing you could do is step in and say, hey, you know what? I feel like I know you pretty well. Do you have any questions for me? You could lead gently. You could do that. Uh, you had mentioned being non-judgmental and, and not pushing and being too harsh. Have you, as a woman or working with men, have you ever found a way that a man can step in and make some space for him for him to speak without overwriting a woman like that? Has there been any, any fun ways on dates that men have pushed back or have, have made their presence known? So I think that humor would be the best way to kind of lighten it up. I and mean, you don't, she doesn't want to feel scolded or, you know, that would obviously <laughs> not work. She would immediately go on the defensive or she would shut down or something. But I think that you could find a playful way to kind of coach a woman or, or to kind of interject your own leadership and masculinity. But what do you think? How would you do it if, if, we were on a date and oh, sure. I was just chatting and you couldn't figure out if I was nervous or if I was just, or if I was just selfish and self-absorbed. How do you decide? So there's a big difference between, you know, using some humor and walking and saying, Hey, I'm trying to eat here. Can you be quiet for five minutes? Right. There's a big difference there. One tactic that you could use would be to say, Hey, do you always share this much on a first date? Or are you just really comfortable? <laughs> you, you could okay. throw that out. And, and what you're doing is you're challenging her on her feelings. And you're saying, hey, you seem pretty happy and pretty comfortable on this date. Do you always share this much? And it's an opportunity for then for her to say, well, yeah, you know, I'm feeling pretty comfortable. Or, oh, sorry, am I talking a lot? She can take a couple of avenues. There's very few ways out of that that could go badly. And you have shown some leadership and a little bit of backbone. And uh, you've actually put her in a little bit of an interesting corner where she now has to respond to you. So... Is it a little bit tactical? Yes, but in a way that can build some authentic connection between you and the other person. What if a guy did that with you? How would you respond? I like it 100% because it would kind of stop me in my tracks and probably go, oh, shoot, maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm oversharing or, you know, if I, if I have any sense of just social etiquette, I would probably say, oops, I'm so sorry. I have been talking this whole time. Mm -hmm. What I'll usually say is, uh, oh gosh, you know, like I've been talking a lot. If I notice myself talking for five or 10 minutes, you know, and I, and I'm sharing a lot, I'll say, oh, okay. Like I've said enough. Mm -hmm. It's your turn. Why don't you tell me, you know, a little bit mm -hmm. about more about yourself mm -hmm. um, and just having, having that volley back and forth. Okay. So we've covered a, a couple things. Let's mm -hmm. keep going to keep talking about how to woo a woman. I wish you knew how to woo a woman. So on the, what's on the first date, right? On the first date. So mm -hmm. let's talk about number five. So you as a woman, the date ends, right? You both go your separate ways. You go back to your house and you're sitting there holding your phone. What are you wondering? What are you thinking? Whose head are you trying to get into? Did he have a good time? And go. does he want to see me again? There we go. So many men. They cower when it comes time for this. They are they are terrified to say how they felt, what they thought, even ask for a second date. No idea. No idea. And so many women go home wondering like, how did he feel? I don't know. I wonder if he'll text me. And then he won't text for three days because that's the rule now. You have to not text for three days. So the message, the messaging that you're accidentally sending is terrible. And you are missing a huge opportunity. Show her that you have guts. So what I wish men understood was this. You can and should show leadership and a little bit of vulnerability at the end of a date by telling her that you had a good time. Hey, this was a great experience. This was fantastic. I would love to see you again. Yep. 
You don't even have to say, can we go on a second date, please? I would be so happy. This was a great experience. I would love to see you again. When are you available? I love that. I wish all men knew this. So what if you never had to wonder again how a man felt on the first date? It would create such a feeling of safety for a woman. Like she would be texting you more if she knew that you had a great time and, or even if you didn't just close the loop, close the loop. And if it's, if you don't see it moving forward, just say I had an amazing time. I'm not sure if I see anything progressing further. If you want to just be friends or, or just kind of close the loop or you say I had a great time I look forward to seeing you again. I'll text you in a couple days just to see what your schedule is like for this week. I hope you have an amazing week. What do you feel about men who don't have the guts to ask a question like that or to say how they feel or to do any of that? Do those men impress you? Does that woo you if he completely lacks that spine? Oh, it, it feels like he, again, I start going in the, all the things that I start thinking about are... Mm. Either he didn't have a good time, he's not interested, he's dating a, you know, a bunch of other girls. Then what a woman will do with that is she'll just say, well, okay, well, he's probably just not interested enough. And then she'll go back on the app or she'll find someone else or she'll start making up a, another relationship with someone that is giving her attention or who, who is giving her. I wish men understood the amount of reassurance that women are seeking, the amount of safety that women are seeking, especially if she is interested in you. Mm -hmm. There is very little that you can do besides some of the things, the obvious things that we've talked about today, um, as far as coming on too strong or yada, yada, yada. But texting her after the date and saying, I want to see you again, or I had an amazing time, or, you know, I really look forward to seeing you again, will only make her more interested in you. And these are the types of things that the dating coaches with men, they always say like, don't, don't take dating advice from a female or, you know, don't take advice from the fish. That is the biggest crap I've ever heard in my life Absolutely. because they are giving this advice like, oh, nope, guys, keep it mystery. And again, that will not work with a woman who is truly looking to be in a relationship. She doesn't want mystery. She, do, she doesn't thrive off of that no. because that's not peace. Women also want peace and they want security and they right. want to know, oh my gosh, like I'm different, I'm special and send a text after the first date. And if I emotionally invest, I'll be safe because he is invested in me at the same time. That's correct. What you said there and you nailed it and that's one thing I like and respect about you and your coaching work is you don't encourage men to play tactical games use women and hurt women because I can't stand coaches who do that it's the point of it there is look guys have an authentic connection have some guts share what you feel you are going to filter out some women right avoidant women will get up and run from the table they don't want to hear that mm -hmm. women who are going to play games will leave women who are too terrified to enter into a relationship yes are going to filter them out too do you want to be in a relationship with those women? <laughs> filter them out. Please filter them out, but also show the secure women that you are the kind of man that they're looking for who has those guts because otherwise you are filtering yourself out from the healthier women that are going to give you the relationship you're looking for. The beautiful thing about hiring a female dating coach or taking advice from a woman who is a female is that we get the opportunity to role play this you know, the men that, that come to me for advice, we will spend hours on the phone just 
practicing these things, like Ooh. how to have a conversation. What are some stories? Like, you know, I remember I worked with a client and I said, we just, we need like three to five stories that you just have in the bank all the time, ready to go. And that, and that these stories are going to have certain types of elements to them mm-hmm. that they're looking for, right? They're looking for value systems, the woman that you want to date, right? They're looking for why is he in the job that he's in? Mm-hmm. If he, okay, is he just handing me his business card and he works for JP Morgan because he wants to make a lot of money mm-hmm. or because he has a mom mm-hmm. that was single mom mm-hmm. that really, that gave up everything for him. Mm-hmm. And he is working to provide for her so that she will be comfortable in her old age. Or he wants to give her the life because she made so many sacrifices for him. Oh, my gosh. You said that to a woman, she'd want to put put a ring on it. That's so different. (laughs) She would want to marry you in a heartbeat. And the thing is, is that guys don't understand that certain, you know, that women are listening for these types of elements. But then another thing, too, that it's not dead and never will be dead. And chivalry is 100% there that another thing that I talk to a lot about with men is you know we're talking about wooing a woman and there is never ever too much chivalry the sidewalk rule right if we're if we're walking and we're going to a different location we're switching from one bar to another and we're walking on a busy street and you slightly just move a woman over or put your hand on the small of her back and gently glide her over a couple ways, right? You can you can start to break that touch barrier. You know, you can show her that you're very caring. You can move her over. You can show that that's, that's a way to show leadership. I mean, there's just these little tiny things that you can do that will show a woman that will speak very loudly about who you are as a man and who your potential would be to be in a relationship with. That's step four. Make sure you're showing leadership. Something you said in there that was really fascinating to me. You know, I I work with a lot of male coaches and I can give that help. Like I have been a man, I have done this. Here's my relationship with my wife. Here's what has worked for me, work for other people. But that's one thing that's crucial is if they don't talk to a woman, then they're going into relationships having never spoken to a woman. Mm-hmm. This is something men used to learn from their mothers, their sisters, their aunts, their cousins. Men would grow up talking to women all the time. So it became more natural. That's something that I really like that you can offer is they can actually speak to a woman <laughs> and practice it with you. So when they go on a date, it's not some like, all right, you've been dropped out of boot camp out into the, into the middle of the jungle, survive. It's flowing right in that they've already worked on that with you. That's actually really cool. I've been coaching men since I was... 15 years old. I have four brothers. They've been <laughs> yes. coming to there me. There we go. For, they've been That's coming it. to me for advice about women. Yeah. So I was, you know, I've been coaching my brothers for obviously since I was a kid, but what I found out throughout coaching my brothers and then I started to coach men about dating. Yeah. yeah. More professionally is that there is a common thread. There is a common theme and, you know, we lost my dad at a very young age. So when I started dealing with men who what I started to find was there were, there were patterns that I would see with men that I would just start giving advice to. And then when I started to do it professionally, I started noticing, oh, okay, like their childhoods or where they came from or where they grew up or some of the influences that they had were causing them to perceive women and put them on pedestals or them to lose a part of their masculinity because they didn't want to be like their father. They didn't want to cause certain pain to a woman. So they became these like ultra nice guys. So really trying to coach them through that and break them through some of these patterns that they were repeating. I, I, that was really where I started to see, 
okay, there's a, there's a theme here. There's a theme and there's a pattern and there's just specific behaviors that they were exhibiting that were turning women off. So really just deconstructing that, I found, okay, this is all we need to do. We just need to fix a few things, you know, provide them with a few solutions and voila, they're good to go. The men, all you just give them a little bit of instruction and I've helped a lot of clients become very happy in relationships. That's fantastic. When men have followed these rules, have things gone pretty well? They have gone splendidly well. Same thing I see. If you just understand how women want to be loved and give that love, the results are pretty great. Yes. And just also they have to heal some of their past relationships, right? They have to heal and take responsibility and take accountability for some of the failed relationships that they've had. Understand that they don't have to repeat the same mistakes that they have in the past and that they do have personal power to, to choose better women, to pick better women that will show them the respect that they want. A lot of women are taught how to vet properly for men, what to look for, but I don't think there's enough men who are taught to what to look for in a woman, what signs to look for in a woman. How sure. do you tell? Because when men, men are pretty simple, right? They're amazingly, very amazing creatures they are just looking for a beautiful woman who's going to respect them, who's going to take care of them. But sometimes they get a little bit blinded by the light. They get a bit blinded by a beautiful woman giving them attention. And they forget also that they need to be doing the vetting as well, that they need to be asking certain questions that will give them clues as to if this woman is really someone that would be good potential girlfriend material versus getting into it. And then six years, seven years, 10 years down the road, they're miserable because they didn't choose right or they potentially fell for women that were manipulative and gave them all the red flags but they just didn't know what to look for so what I help men with is let's look for those let's look for those things let's ask the right questions let's tell stories about our value systems and they inevitably it works every time that sounds like a great future conversation we should have for another episode let's do that so Adam let's wrap it up for our audience, let's give them some some takeaways. I wish you knew how to woo a woman. Can you summarize your steps? Make sure that you know what you're inviting her into. Make sure you're asking questions and showing interest. Make sure that you are sharing information with her so she bonds with you. Show some leadership and share with her how you are feeling as that process goes on so she doesn't have to wonder. I love it. And don't forget about charisma and chivalry. And charisma and chivalry, that's right. And learn it from a woman. (laughs) So where can they find you, Adam? So we've talked about our coaching a lot here. If you want to find my coaching packages, you'll find them at adamlanesmith.com, where you'll actually find a lot of resources that I can help you with. And you can find me at sarahdonmore.com. I have a course that will cover all of this. And, of course, you can hire me for personal coaching as well. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time on I Wish You Knew.